health is a sticky thing because like I have some colleagues like in my mastermind groups and stuff like that, and they work in different fields, right? And for them, it just makes sense to charge people. But with health, sometimes it's a higher level of discomfort because everyone is entitled to health and everybody wants to be healthy. And so sometimes we feel as coaches or aspiring coaches that why would I charge somebody to tell them how to eat? Like they're in pain, Lise. Like they're, I'm watching them every week. They got diabetes. They're overweight. You know, they have hyper. I don't want to charge, you know, Sister Jones. She's 75. She on a fixed income. I just want to help her. Help Sister Jones. I mean, I'm not telling you not to give. I'm not telling you not to serve. I've been serving for free for years and I still do it to this day. I give and receive. So don't think you have to choose. I'm not telling you to go into the church and charge everybody there. Like you get to be the head of the health and wellness ministry. You also get to have a profitable coaching business. You get to do both. Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. Hey, hey. So I recently made a post that resonated with many of you. So I wanted to hop on and just expound on that post. So I made a post talking about the importance of health coaches making offers. If you are any type of coach, a personal trainer, a health coach, whether that be a coach in mindfulness, you could be a yogi, you can be a you know womb wellness coach, you could be a nutrition coach, whatever type of coach you are, it is absolutely mandatory that you have an offer to present to your audience, something, an offer to sell them. So I recently made a post, like my last post, I talked about the importance of having an offer. And I talked about how it could be looked at as disrespect (laughs) if you don't have an offer to present to your audience, to invite them to get more closely, more intimately connected to you, to increase their proximity to you. Many people have resistance around offers, more specifically, more resistance around selling. But selling doesn't have to be like this yucky thing. It doesn't have to be this scary thing. It can be really in service to the people you want to serve. So I want to offer some perspective around that post today because so many people, especially passionate health coaches have resistance about presenting an offer because there's usually what? A price tag attached to that offer. So sometimes there is resistance. 
there is discomfort. You know, there is just like this weird feeling about, oh my gosh, I'm asking people to work work with me in exchange for money. And it feels wrong for a variety, variety of reasons for different people. And so I want to offer some perspective around why that is today. The top reason why health coaches must be making offers. I'm going to present to you the top reason why health coaches absolutely must be making offers and the two reasons why they typically don't. So here it is plain and simple. The number one reason you absolutely must be making an offer to your audience as a health coach is because for the overwhelming majority of people, free content will change them, but it will not transform them. So many of us become health coaches, especially plant-based health coaches, because of our passion. Like we live the lifestyle. The lifestyle has, you know, provided us so many different benefits. I know for me as a plant-based vegan, my lifestyle has provided so many benefits, mostly for neurological reasons. And, you know, so like the way my brain works, like the way I think, my emotional intelligence is just a game changer. Like for those of you who don't believe that food impacts mood, you need to reframe that thought immediately. For those of you who don't understand how food impacts intelligence and just like neurological functioning, executive functioning, I'm telling you right now, it really does. Like a whole food plant-based diet will change the game for you from the neck down and especially from the neck up. But that's neither here nor there. My point is most of us become coaches or make the decision to start disseminating this information in one way or another because we've had the experience ourselves. Like we've lost weight, we've reversed conditions, we've gotten off of medications. Like it changes your life when you truly understand the medicinal properties of food. And so as a result of those transformations and those life-changing experiences, we decide to become a coach in some aspect or another, You know, right? Most of us just kind of become, um, we might teeter on the edge of coaching, meaning we become like an evangelist for the lifestyle, <laughs> but we never fully own the identity of a coach or we never fully lean in and really go all the way and create a structured business, but we will be an evangelist all day. Like we'll be the head of our health and ministry, health and wellness ministry at church. We'll definitely be a pseudo coach to our friends and family. We'll be like the go-to person for questions about health and we'll pour into other people freely for like ever. And, you know, and that for some of us, that's enough. And for some of us, it's not enough or we're not taking it a step further, you know, because we have this apprehension, we have these limiting beliefs, we have this self-doubt around making a solid offer to the people who are already raising their hand to work with us and learn from us. Think about that. There are already people raising their hand to learn from you or to work with you. You've probably been giving out free advice forever. However, there's so much apprehension because you are not experienced in selling or packaging an offer. You have no idea where to begin when it comes to truly working with people and inviting people to work with you as a plant-based health coach or as a health coach. And the number one reason, though, why you absolutely must do the work to create a proper offer to your audience is because free content changes people, but it doesn't transform people. 
And I'm going to tell you why that is. It's very, very simple. When you are disseminating this information on whatever platform you do that on, social media, maybe a podcast, you know, maybe um, in person and like you, some of your groups or whatever, and or maybe like you're already a fitness instructor, you kind of work in a, a health and wellness field already. Maybe you're a practitioner, maybe you're like a nurse, a doctor, and you're kind of already giving out this information in one aspect or another. But you're kind of doing it for free. You know, it's it's almost coming off as advice, you know, rather than, you know, direction as a coach. But the reason, the reason you need a structured offer as a coach and you need to graduate from an evangelist to a proper coach is because when you're giving out free information, that is a one-sided conversation. When you are constantly giving out free information, it is a one-sided conversation. And the problem with one-sided conversations is you don't have the luxury of understanding how what you're saying is interpreted by the people who are listening. So when you give out this free information, it's a one-sided conversation. So you don't know how your content is being interpreted. Like you have no perspective on how what you're saying is landing with the people you're talking to. And so you might give yourself a pat on the back because you you made a post about your lifestyle today. Maybe you share some cool meme. Maybe you share a really important statistic. Maybe, you know, you talked about what you're eating. You raised your hand to be a head of the health and wellness ministry in your church, in your sorority, in your community organization. And that's cool. I'm not telling you to stop doing that. I'm not even telling you to sell directly to those people, right? I'm not telling you to monetize every person you talk to, right? Because many of you guys have heard me say it before, but I'm gonna say it again here and I'm gonna keep saying it. You don't have to choose between working for free and getting paid. You actually should be doing both. So there are definitely some circumstances where absolutely you just wanna help you want to serve the a community that you're in and you want to tell them what you know and give them your knowledge. You still get to do that at no cost to them if you so choose. I do the same thing. I give and receive. And sometimes we think we are only allowed to give and we're not allowed to receive. You still get to offer your services and your brilliance complementary to the segments of the population, the communities that you're in, of your choosing. However, however, you should have an offer that is available for those who do want to increase their proximity to you. There's always going to be people who are just, you know, just want to take what you're going to give. And as long as you do that, you'll never know how many people are actually seeking more. They already trust you. They already ask you a ton of questions. They already believe in you. They already like you. And they want to increase their proximity to you because free content will change you, but it will not transform you because it is a one-sided conversation. In order to to transform people, it has to be a two-sided conversation, meaning you give them information that they need to change their health and you have to understand how they're interpreting that information. So many of you have heard me talk about the difference between teaching and coaching, right? There's a difference between teaching and coaching. And so teaching is is just the transference of information. Teaching is the transference of information. So when you're doing free stuff, right, whether that's speaking in person 
or you're on social media, whatever, however you give away your brilliance for free, okay? When you're doing free stuff, usually it's strictly teaching. As a matter of fact, it's not even usually, 100% of the time, it is teaching. You're either teaching them how to do something or you're teaching them what to think, okay? So when you do free stuff, you're teaching, 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 okay? So you're either teaching them how to do something or you're teaching them how to think. That's what happens when you do free events, give out free information. That's what your social media is doing. That's what your platform is doing when you do it for free. However, when you present an offer, that is when you have the opportunity to actually coach people because teaching is the transference of information. Coaching is helping somebody work through the resistance they feel when it's time to apply what you taught them. You cannot do that for free. That requires a more intimate, private conversation. I can teach you guys all day on the podcast, on my social media pages, through email marketing, whatever it is. I'm trying, it's a transference of information. I'm either teaching you what to do or I'm teaching you how to think. However, if you truly want to help people transform their health, transform their lives, then you have to present a proper coaching offer because it is only in those more intimate settings when they pay to increase their proximity to you that you are allowed to dig into their limiting beliefs because no matter how much you teach somebody, they will not be able to apply it to their life in real time until they unpack the limiting beliefs they're associating with what you're saying. And people are not typically publicly going to share with you their limiting beliefs. Like they will express some resistance, like, oh, this sounds expensive. You'll get, you know, things that are like the more general limiting beliefs that most people hold. Like, this is expensive. This takes too much time. I I don't want to eat that way because the food won't taste good and all of the other. They'll express all of those limiting beliefs publicly. But I promise you, it is not until they increase their proximity to you through an offer that they will really reveal their true limiting beliefs. Well, I honestly don't believe in myself. Like I've tried to lose weight five times before now and I've failed. And so I have actually lost faith in myself to execute. Now that they ain't gonna say publicly, right? Or like I saw my mom and my dad die for this from this and my doctor told me this runs in my family and to be honest with you, it all seems pointless because I just really feel like I'm destined to die at 60 or I'm secretly and privately depressed and lonely. And that's why I can't kick my potato chip habit. That's why I can't kick my sugar habit. People have limiting beliefs that they're willing to articulate publicly, but most people have more private limiting beliefs that they are not willing to articulate publicly So if you're not making an offer to your audience, you're robbing them of the opportunity to work through those limiting beliefs. So which means you're you're robbing them of the opportunity for transformation. You cannot think the way you're going to truly help people and change people as a health coach is by constantly disseminating free information. At some point, if you really want to affect change on the people and the segment of the population that you truly care about, 
you have a fiduciary responsibility to package a proper offer so that people who want to increase their proximity to you have access and an opportunity to do so. Not making an offer to the people you swear you care about and who you want to help is disrespectful. So get out of your own head about sales, about making an offer, about pricing, and understand that you not doing that work is literally disappointing somebody. Disobedience, your disobedience is tied to somebody's disappointment. Your disobedience is tied to somebody's disappointment. So if you know you've been called to this work, if you know you've been called to serve a certain segment of the population, and you're only you know, staying in the shallow end of the pool because of your own personal limiting beliefs about your capability, because of your own dysfunctional money mindset, because of your own, you know, skewed view of the world, then who, who, how can you possibly show up on your mission and execute on your assignment? To do like one of the things that the conversations I have with my coaches all the time inside of the plan protocol is what's required to be on assignment. And a hundred percent, it's personal development. Like if you're not making an offer to your audience as a coach, if you haven't packaged an offer that allows them to get closer to you, to get the transformation they seek and that you desire to give, it's you're in your own way. Like you haven't done the personal development work to work through the limiting belief that's blocking you from doing that. So let me end by giving you the two reasons why you're likely not making an offer. And this is what I see in my coaches and what I see just what I hear when I'm talking to other individuals. The main two reasons you're not making an offer is either insecurity or inexperience. Insecurity or inexperience. So inexperience means Lisa, I'm coming from a nine to five job as a teacher. I just happen to be plant-based. People ask me all the time how I do it. And so I realized that, you know, this is something people want to learn about. I love talking to them about it. And yeah, I would love to actually make some money on the side from being a health coach or even maybe retire from being a teacher and create my own coaching business. But I ha- I've never ran a business. I've never technically coached before and I damn sure ain't never charged nobody. So it's just inexperience, which means the inexperienced people, they need a template. They need a process. They need to learn marketing. They need to learn sales. They need to learn packaging, right? They need to learn pricing, right? One reason that people who are qualified to be making offers aren't making offers is because of inexperience. The second reason why people who are qualified to make offers aren't making offers is because of insecurities. Insecurities, right? Insecurity means it's, I have a belief issue. That's all it means. Insecurity means I have a belief issue, right? I either believe I'm not enough, meaning if I take these people money, I don't know if I believe that I can actually get them the transformation, right? So you have a limiting belief issue, right? And so for those reasons, you stay um, safe and, and you're like, let me just give it all away for free. <laughs> Even though you yourself ain't financially free. Wow. How do you give away brilliance for free and you not you can't even afford to? <laughs> like before you decide to give away everything that you've acquired, all your experience, all your knowledge for free, the first question and the only question that you should be asking yourself is, is, can I even afford to give this away for free? 
unless you're financially free and you're on the income level that you desire that allows you to live your life and you and your family life on your terms, you can't even afford to give away for free all that you've given away for free. But that's not even here or near here or there. The point is the second reason that you guys are not making offers is because of your insecurities. Either you have imposter syndrome and it's a, I don't know if I'm a capable issue or, right, you have insecurities about pricing because you think that people are not going to pay that. Maybe they're going to think it's too expensive. You know, maybe you feel like I'm taking people's hard earned money. And so you have this money mindset that says people can't afford anything. So basically, you know, you in everybody else's pockets, <laughs> right? You watching everybody else's money. Get out their business and make them an offer. Get out their business and make them an offer. It ain't none of your business. How much they got, what they willing to spend it on. All you need to know is you are showing up to serve and you understand that the only way you can do that at a high level is by packaging an offer that is designed to solve a problem and presenting that offer to the people who need it. Stop watching people's pockets. Stop trying to be affordable for everybody. Don't Free is not affordable for everybody. For some people, free is too cheap. Trust me, everybody doesn't enjoy, like some people want to pay for a higher level experience to increase their ex- proximity to an expert. And so if insecurity is your issue, you have to get to the root of your limiting beliefs that's allowing you to believe that the only way you can serve is for free. And again, I give and receive. So don't think you have to choose. I'm not telling you to go into the church and charge everybody there. Like you get to be the head of the health and wellness ministry. You also get to have a profitable coaching business. You get to do both. Because health is a sticky thing because like I have some colleagues like in my mastermind groups and stuff like that, and they work in different fields, right? And for them, like it just makes sense to charge people. But with health, sometimes it's a higher level of discomfort because everyone is entitled to health and everybody wants to be healthy. And so sometimes we feel as coaches or aspiring coaches that why would I charge somebody to tell them how to eat? Like they're in pain, Lise. Like they're, I'm watching them every week. They got diabetes. They're overweight. You know, they have hyper. I don't want to charge, you know, Sister Jones. She's 75. She on a fixed income. I just want to help her. Help Sister Jones. I mean, I'm not telling you not to give. I'm not telling you not to serve. I've been serving for free for years and I still do it to this day. I have a whole e-learning platform with over a hundred masterclasses in it that is complementary to the community. It's called the Black Health Academy. Okay. I do a complimentary plant-based nutrition class every first Saturday of the month that I've been doing for four years. I do some speaking engagements complimentary because the organizations who book me really truly don't have a budget, can't really afford it, but they want me to come in and teach. You don't have to choose but you absolutely should be doing both. So if you think the only way to serve is to give away your information for free, you're wrong. And if you think that packaging an offer and selling it is is wrong, you're also wrong. <laughs> like you should be doing both equally. So you, first of all, assess where your issue is. Is it insecurity or is it just inexperience? Because both are fixable. Both are fixable. And for the majority of my clients, when they first come into the plant protocol, it's both. 
Like, no, this is a complete, complete career change for me. Like, I never thought I would be a health coach. I just happened to go plant-based. It just happened to save my life. And now I just happen to want to tell everybody, right? So they're inexperienced. And, but then along with that comes some insecurities. And so we have to work through both. And so if you're not capable of working through those things on your own, you absolutely must get a coach or get into a community who is going to help you build the belief that you need to be a believer that this is possible and this is available to you because not making an offer to your audience is doing them a disservice, is downright disrespectful, Because like when my coaches raised their hand and made an offer and I said, yes, it is only then that the transformations that I was seeking in my business were allowed to take place, right? So somebody else's obedience is tied to my healthy outcomes, is tied to my success, is tied, you know, to my future. I rely, if you really think about it, like in the world, We rely on other people to be obedient so that our lives can move forward. Think about those people who you watch in your life who it's very clear that they were meant to do exactly what they're doing and nothing else. Like, is it your pastor? Like every time he or or she speaks, you're just like enthralled. Is it your favorite singer? Like, is it your favorite actor? For me, I have a good friend who's a group fitness instructor. And every time I go to her classes, I'm always in the front row because I'm like, damn, She could never do anything else, right? When I step on stage and I'm speaking, I feel the same way. Like there was no other place I'd rather be right now. (laughs) And I love watching people being enthralled by my voice, enthralled by my message. Like, you know what obedience looks and feels like. So you have an obligation to be obedient as well so that other people can benefit from your obedience, just like you've benefited from somebody else's obedience, So not making an offer is disrespectful. That's the takeaway today, okay? So if you're a current health coach, if you're an aspiring health coach, I need you to get this work done. Hey, pardon the interruption, but I'm breaking in again with another update to share. I'm super excited because on June 22nd, 2023, I will be hosting a plant-based business masterclass, 100% virtual online. And it is entitled The Two Assets Every Plant-Based Health Coach Must Have to Stand Out in a Saturated Market. If you are a current or aspiring plant-based health coach who really feels like you're having a challenge carving out your own space in the health coaching marketplace, then you need to be in this masterclass on June 22nd at 6.30 p.m. EST. I will be breaking down for you the two assets that every plant-based health coach must have to stand out in a saturated market. The link to register for this complimentary masterclass is in the show notes. Oh, and guess what? Every attendee is actually going to receive a complimentary audit from me. Yes, you will get an audit so that you can audit your current plant-based business. So if you're interested and getting some feedback on what you've already created or what you're planning to create. And if you're interested in learning what two major assets you must have to stand out in a saturated market. And these are things that we teach our coaches only inside of the plant protocol. So we've never taught this information publicly. Then you want to get your tail registered for my masterclass on June 22nd. 6.30 p.m. EST. You must be live in attendance to get access to the audit and the recording. The link is in the show notes to register. I'll see you then. Back to the show.
And let me tell you why I built the plant protocol the way I did. Like the plant protocol isn't currently open for enrollment. We're waitlisting people right now. But the main reason I started my plant-based coaching certification for individuals who really want to turn this into a business is one, Black people, Black Americans are the fastest growing demographic of vegans in the U.S. And baby, we love us some animals and we love us some earth, but we are not going vegan for the animals in the earth. We're going vegan for heart disease, diabetes, kidney failure, liver failure, hypertension, high cholesterol. So it makes sense. It, all the numbers track. Black people are disproportionately impacted by all of those diseases. Obese, over 75, 80% of us are overweight or obese. So all the numbers track. So if we're leading the pack in chronic lifestyle disease, it also makes sense that we're leading the pack with migrating towards veganism. Why? Because a whole food plant-based diet is the only nutritional regimen that has been proven to not just combat, but to arrest heart disease, the number one cause of death in the U.S. It's the only diet that can do that, that can literally arrest heart disease without you having to go under a knife, right? And so if, and then the byproduct of all of that is you're going to lose weight, your blood pressure is going to go down, your cholesterol is going to go down because you only get cholesterol from animal products, nothing else, right? And so all of the things that we're disproportionately dying from, a plant-based diet combats them, is almost magical. And so it makes sense that if the majority of us are battling those diseases, the majority of us will be the ones migrating to the diet that solves them. So the reason I started the plant protocol was because I'm like, whoa, look at all these black people migrating to a plant-based diet, but where the hell are the plant-based coaches and the plant-based subject matter experts that's going to meet them there? Because if they're migrating to this lifestyle, but they have no experience with the adaptation of this lifestyle, then they're going to need coaches. They're going to need subject matter experts. They're going to need to see people like us writing the books and stepping on the stages. And so I'm like, well, let me train them up because I've been doing it for years. So let me just, let me train them up. But if you're having insecurities about making an offer and helping all of the people who are battling these conditions, how can we truly help them? You're real, your email, your 30 minute talk at church, it's cool. It's going to get their brain going. But at some point, you have to enroll them into an experience and hold their hand through the adaptation of these health practices and of this lifestyle so that you can truly see those numbers going down. You can truly see them heal. Like you owe people a packaged offer. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> so that is what my last post was about. That was the motivation because so many of you guys like that post, right? Where I said, listen, not making an offer is disrespectful. So I get the insecurities, I get the discomfort, but you absolutely must get the guidance, coaching and training you need if you don't have the ability to DIY it, to do it yourself. And listen, the second reason, final reason that I created the plant protocol was one, again, black people need black people coaching them. Call a thing a thing. We all want to be in communities that where we feel welcomed and related to. But the second reason I created the plant protocol was because of what I talked about earlier, which was an experience. So when I was getting certified in plant-based nutrition and all the plant-based uh, certifications that are out there, they do not address business acumen 
on the level that you need it to be successful in this business. They teach you science, but they are not preparing you to be a business owner. So most plant-based coaching certifications, they are not deep diving into marketing, into sales, into packaging, into creating your own signature program. And so I prioritize that at a high level inside of the plant protocol because you can master all the science you want, but you can't do nothing with it if you don't know how to get a client. Like it's so wild to me that so many people are not coaching because they're like, I don't know enough. So let me just go study science for another year and then I'll coach. I'm like, okay, in that year, do you plan on studying business? (laughs) Because you do realize you don't use the science until after the transaction. But if you don't know how to conduct the transaction, you're never going to use the science, make it make sense. So the only reason you would have for only studying science is because you never plan on monetizing or creating a business because you're just going to start with the science, which means you're going to start free and stay free. And that's not where transformations take place. People have to invest in order to do the work we're asking them to do. Because while a whole food plant-based vegan diet is the most powerful regimen for optimal health. The issue is it is rigorous and it is challenging and ain't nobody going to give up sugar and cheese for free. So you need to be charging people. Like, let's call a thing a thing. Who is about to give up their favorite cheese, their favorite dairy, ice cream, sugar, chicken? Like, who about to do that on free? Like, people need to have an investment. Like, let's be honest, like you, when you charge people, it's not just for you, it's for them. Because if you be like, yeah, I'll just work with you for free. I'll like, no problem. I just love doing this. Like, I'm, I'm just passionate about the lifestyle and I just, and I just want to help people. And then you be like, okay, now to combat your high blood pressure and to combat your type two diabetes, it is going to require you to give up shrimp, chicken, fish, turkey, cheese ice cream, yogurt, they're going to be like, girl, bye. I don't know how fast you ever been ghosted. But when you say that, that's going to be the fastest you ever got ghosted. (laughs) Okay. Because ain't nobody doing that hard work for free. So people need to invest to value the transformation. Ain't that wild? Like you would think people will value the transformation just off the transformation. Like, okay, we're going to get you off the medication. We're going to reverse the disease. Go. Nope. Mm Mm-mm. Right. But people ain't about to give up all of that. Like stop getting mad at your family. Because you keep telling them to stop eat that at every Thanksgiving and they not listening. Girl, ain't nobody giving up macaroni and cheese and turkey and cornbread for free. <laughs> it sounds wild, but people need to pay to be in pain sometimes. Like people pay to get out of pain and people actually need to pay to be in pain sometimes. Because ain't nobody going to voluntarily walk towards pain. Like ain't no money on the line and you want me to stop eating mac and cheese. Lose my number. That's what they're going to say. Lose my number. <laughs> so you have a fiduciary responsibility to make an offer. It just is what it is. Okay. So if you want to be a coach, if you want to be a subject matter expert in the plant-based health space and the plant-based education space, then please stop prioritizing science and start prioritizing business acumen. And that's one of the things we highly prioritize inside of the plant protocol. We teach you nutrition science. We teach you lifestyle science. But then we also teach you how to position yourself as an authority in this space. We teach you how to specialize. We teach you sales, marketing. We teach you how to qualify people before they work with you so that we can increase compliance, right? One of the biggest challenges when it comes to health coaching um, or even in medicine is non-compliance, 
right? You tell somebody, listen, you need to exercise, you need to drink water, you need to sleep better, blah, blah, blah. And most people are non-compliant, but usually because there's no qualification process to assess their readiness to change. If you don't assess somebody's readiness to change and you just assume them saying they want to be better is them saying they want to do the work, you're wrong. So you have to have a process for assessing somebody's readiness to do the work. And so that's what we give you inside the plan protocol. So listen, if you know that's what you need, then you need to get your butt on a wait list for the plant protocol. The link is in my bio. If you know you need to learn business acumen to accompany all of the science you've been learning all this time, okay? You don't need to know another damn thing about the mechanism of the kidney, of the liver. You need to understand how to package the offer so you can use all that science you've been accumulating, okay? All those best practices, how to live this lifestyle. You have to understand science. I mean, you have to understand business first. It's wild. You think you need the science first and you need both equally. I mean, of course, you don't want to invite somebody and you don't really know what you're talking about, but you have to know business first. So get your tail on the wait list for the plan protocol. Links in my bio. I'm going to go back to drinking this expensive A juice. Listen, you know, one of the biggest complaints about going plant-based people like it's so expensive. It's so expensive. Y'all ain't always wrong. You know, I'll be trying to argue with y'all back and forth like, no, when you take meat and dairy out of your grocery cart, that's when it you know, your bill goes down. But damn it, if you got to buy a fresh pressed juice, so the one, $10. Kale, lemon, apple, celery, ginger, whatever. I, I should be inflammation free for the rest of my life, basically, because plants every damn day. But doggone it, y'all ain't always wrong, right? And so if you want to pay for convenience, you're going to pay for convenience in this lifestyle. So it does become more affordable uh, when you're making stuff from scratch. But if you're traveling like me, and you got to buy your stuff. I'm in a hotel where there's no options. So I have to get food delivered to me all day for every single meal. Like they don't even have anything for breakfast for me. And I got non-negotiables, right? So I don't I don't eat anything that's not aligned with my values and uh, with being the best version of myself. And so I had to get all my food delivered. And this juice, I had a salad, which had brown rice, quinoa, avocado, tofu, portobello mushrooms, onions, and sweet potatoes. And like a pesto dressing, delicious. It is so amazing when you change your palate and you like train your palate to be used to whole real food. It's just, it's amazingly delicious. And then I feel so good. It's a lady in the conference that I'm attending and she was sitting a few seats down from me today. And she's also, she's probably like 99, 95% plant-based because we've, you know, had a few conversations and so she said she had went to Whole Foods to get Whole Foods to get some snacks. And so today while we were in the conference, she like got my attention and she was like, you want some of these chickpeas? It was like a, uh, one of those chickpea snacks, so like flavored chickpeas. They were crunchy and stuff. And so she had the, she passed it down the aisle to me and she was like, you want some of these, right? It's so wild. But like when you're in a conference like this and you, you know, people know that you're vegan or whatever, they like, y'all gravitate towards each other. Y'all share snacks and eating places from Uber Eats. <laughs> but anyway, she passed the flavored chickpeas down to me and I was like, oh yeah, I'll give them a try. And then just like I teach my students to do, I read the label on everything before I put it in my body, right? So I flip the package over and I'm reading the ingredients. And it was like honey roasted chickpeas or something, but they had added sugar and I don't eat sugar. So I passed them back down to her, down the aisle. And I was like, tell her I don't eat sugar. <laughs> I don't even know if that was necessary, but I didn't want her to think I just didn't want to eat the snack from being rude. I was like, oh, tell her I just don't eat any refined sugar, right? And so I passed them back to her. 
And I was just like, it, it just feels so good to live your non-negotiables out loud. And it just feels so good to have like principles that you stand on no matter what. And so anyway, like no matter, it, it's going to cost you a little more when you travel sometimes, right? Because you got to do what you got to do. Um, and then, you know, all the cliches, you pay now or you pay later, whatever. So the point is, I'm drinking my greens today. I had my delicious salad. I'm going to have to order dinner again tonight. That's also why you need to be making offers. That's a plant-based health coach. Because damn it, you can't even afford not to if you have to be traveling and speaking. Honey, you got to have some money coming in to keep eating like this sometimes. <laughs> I just call a thing a thing. Like, I can't give all this information away for free. Somebody got to pay for these $10 juices. The hell? Whoever has a really clean juice company and you're looking for a sponsor or an influencer, please DM me because <laughs> I love fresh pressed juices, but I'm sick of paying for them. So if you want somebody who got a little audience, got a little influence out here in these plant-based streets, got a little sway, DM me. I will promote your fresh pressed juices as long as they really clean. I'm not promoting nothing I don't believe in. So you can't be putting no man-made supplements in them. You can't have no added sugar in them. Like I don't call me, okay? But if it's really clean, where it's just fruits and vegetables and more fruits and milk, more vegetables than fruit, I will promote your juice for you in exchange for a regular monthly supply, <laughs> okay? So that's my pitch today, all right? Somebody please make me a offer to be a sponsor for your clean plant-based juice brand. Again, don't send me nothing with no junk in it because I'm not promoting it because I ain't going to drink it myself. I ain't going to sell none to my people that I ain't going to drink myself. But let us just off the hook so I can pack these with me when I'm traveling, get my plants in, and then offer opportunity for my audience to do the same. I didn't even know that pitch was coming, but listen, close mouths, don't get juice. Ain't that the saying? Whatever it is. All right, y'all, until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance, and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need the plant protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.